Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. of the Net Report Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Richie, we finally have some tangible portal basketball news to report on. And we also want to talk a little bit about a new offer in the class of 2025, who has some interesting connections to the staff. Well, let's just go right off the top ropes. It was reported yesterday that Rutgers is trying to set up a visit with Jeremiah Williams, who played two years at Temple. He transferred to Iowa State last year but tore his Achilles, unfortunately, in the summer. He didn't play. He committed to the, <laughs> Illinois this offseason yeah. <laughs> because he re-entered the transfer portal and ended up backing off that commitment. Exhale. Uh, and now he's <laughs> back on the market. Looks like he wants to visit uh, Rutgers and San Jose State. What are you hearing about Jeremiah Williams? Yeah, so um, weird story. Like he, he committed to Illinois, but Illinois ended up dropping him. And there, there were rumors it was about the gambling thing that was happening at Iowa State, but um, I'm told he wasn't a part of it. I'm told that it was exclusively to football, wrestling, and I forget the third sport, but it wasn't men's basketball, so it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not really sure why they dropped him. Maybe his injury didn't clear out. I know um, Illinois' uh, assistant coach, I believe it was, came out and basically said like he's not, he's not anywhere near ready. And I think it was more of um, him getting to campus and them actually doing their own medical research and saying like, oh, shit, like this kid's really not ready. Um, so they they kind of just full on dropped him. And that's kind of how it works in today's day and age. Um, but, yeah, two two pretty good years at Temple, um, nine points in both of those years. Um, Average 1.2 and 1.4 steals there prior to his injury. So he, he's a pretty good defender, it seems like. Um, he's tall. He's I shouldn't say tall. He's a taller guard at 6'5", to around 190, 185. A little skinny, and if you look at his uh, pictures, like um, he tweeted out recently, he was like, someone someone said, he's like, yeah, let's see if he's, he's not even working out, plus he's got to get back from injury, and he like quote tweeted it and <laughs> sent like a picture of before and after, and he looks like he's completely ripped now. Um, so that's only going to help his game, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, he's definitely interested in Rutgers. Rutgers gave him a phone call. Rutgers is interested in him. Um, I know Steve Peichel talked to him on the phone. Nothing set up officially yet, but it does sound like um, things are kind of pushing towards that way. And uh, this could be a sneaky good get. Like it, I know Illinois obviously wanted them; um, they let them commit. Um, but I, I feel like it's just more of them not doing their their homework in terms of injury. Which, like in the NFL, you can get away with like a physical kind of beforehand. In mm-hmm. college, you really can't do that, and that's where it gets a little bit more difficult. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this is this would be a solid addition for Rutgers if they could pull it out. Yes, yeah, solid, but I'd say unspectacular. Uh, 
combining the the statistical output and the injury, I mean, he averaged in his last season at Temple nine and a half points a game on forty two percent shooting. Um, he shot twenty three percent from three on two and a half attempts a game, sixty three percent from the line on three and a half attempts a game, three and a half rebounds a game, four point three assists per game, one point five uh, steals per game. <clears throat> He's not a bad player. He'd be useful. But I think mm. there are a lot of red flags here. Um, yeah, not, multi-year transfer. Um, yeah, he, he would have three years of eligibility <laughs> if he came here. I, you know, he, it, it's weird because he came in in 2021, so he's got that first year wiped out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. He played in 21-22, sat out last year because right, sure. of the injury. So he's got three years of eligibility left, but he's going to be in his fourth year of college. Um, which is uh, fairly common for guys now, uh, believe like so strangely enough. Yeah. I don't think uh, this is their, their top target though. And we'll kind of get into that in a bit. Is there anything mm-hmm. else on Jeremiah Williams you wanted to touch on? No, he's just uh, not really much of a shooter. Like you said, a uh, pretty quality passer, pretty good defender, um, good size that can kind of help him play against those larger lineups in the big 10. Um, I say that, kind of with a side eye because it's almost like most of these guards are starting to go smaller and smaller, even Rutgers. Look at Rutgers' guard lineup this year right now. It's Noah Fernandes and uh, Michael Davis and Derek Simpson. They're all <laughs> nowhere near what Paul's height was last year. Um, but no, I mean, I, I know uh, Pittsburgh also reached out, but I'm not sure how much interest is in there. The, the Achilles injury is always a fear, but it does sound like he will be ready for the 2023-2024 season. So I wouldn't think it's the worst scenario in the world, but um, I mean, it would add another ball handle, and it, it kind of just goes in hand with what we've heard, that Rutgers wants a two-guard to, to slot next to Noah Fernandes as a starter, and Derek Simpson would be the first lead guy off the bench. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of all I got. We'll wait and see what happens with this one. It's a little weird of a situation, some red tape with the second transfer and all that too. So uh, just kind of a waiting game for Williams. Yeah, um, but speaking of Williams, there is another Williams that Rutgers is showing interest in who is actually on campus right now. This is yeah. a kid who we're breaking news on. Uh, not, I think Richie just posted it to the board, so it's a dual uh, breaking news situation. Tell us about the kid who's on campus right now, Richie. Yeah, see, now if you're not on the message board, you're missing out, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just start with that. But Austin Williams is a two-time, three-time transfer. Uh, um, technically, uh, he played, started out at Marist, played uh, two seasons there, then ended up transfer. Actually, let's, let's, let's rewind, rewind a little bit. Seton Hall prep kid, New Jersey guy. Um, then went to Marist out of high school. I think it was his loan offer. Had some good years at Marist and then transferred over to uh, Hartford. And this was back in the day where you had to transfer and sit out for a year. So he yep. sat out the 2019-2020 season. So mind you, that's there were two seasons done with eligibility. Third season doesn't count. Or third season was a sit-out transfer. Fourth season doesn't count because of COVID. Fifth season, he played at Hartford last year. Sixth no, season. Two years ago. Or two years ago. And then he transferred to FIU this past season. Got injured, missed the season. So we're talking year six. Now he's entering year seven of college basketball. So um, it's definitely – a weird transfer per se, but he also averaged 14 points per game and 16 points per game. in those last two years at Hartford was the AEC tournament MVP, all AEC first team in multiple years, um, all AEC tournament team, obviously in 2021. Um, but this, this is a really good offensive player. Now he can't shoot the three that well, but um, he can, he can drive to the rim and score at will. 
this would be the perfect two guard complement and next to Fernandes, I maybe I'm using the term perfect loosely a little bit, but uh, he would be a really good fit as you get another scorer, another really good guard. Um, mind you, he hasn't played in a year because he was injured last season, but this is still a pretty good one because he's also a pretty good rebounder as well. Averaged 5.2 rebounds two years ago, along with 16.1 points, 1.3 steals. He's a good defender. Um, also, uh, pretty good vision. He's got three and a half assists per game two seasons ago. Um, I keep saying that because, like like you just said, he, he did miss last season at FIU due to uh, an injury. But I, I would assume they're not going to really, like, bust his balls too much about a third transfer because not only did he sit out one, one transfer, he's also missed last season to injury. And then on top of that, it's year seven, dude. Just give the kid yeah. whatever he wants. Let him play wherever. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, this is a, an interesting kid between – Playing at Hartford, playing at Marist. Uh, Marist has Rutgers, uh, former Rutgers assistant coach Delete Patia still as an assistant. He's been there since Austin was first there as director of basketball ops, and now he's there still as an assistant coach. Um, so there's a little bit of a connection there. He's a Rutgers grad. Um, worked for Eddie Jordan um, a couple years ago, if some of you might remember. I think he was director of basketball ops here at Rutgers and then got promoted to assistant coach after someone left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, Austin Williams would be a perfect guard as long as he's healthy, which it sounds like he's healthy. And like you said, he's on yeah. campus, so this could and be so locked to, up quickly. So put some more color behind it. Apparently he was coming off of a knee injury, um, sometime in the off season before last year, he had knee surgery. He was expected to, to miss some time early in the season for FIU. And I think it just kind of mm-hmm. prolonged during uh, the season and he never quite got to where he felt comfortable playing. And so he never actually played last year for FIU because of a knee injury uh, that he was recovering from. But it sounds like from what you said, he's 100% now. This is a kid who just like stuffed the stat line in his last year at Hartford. It was last two years. His two years he played at Hartford, 16 points a game, uh, five rebounds a game, three assists a game, shot 62% from the line. Like you said, he he wasn't like the best three-point shooter, but he wasn't absolutely – like terrible either. He shot 31% from three, uh, 50% from the field on, on high volume, which I thought was impressive. Uh, so, yeah. you know, shooting 12 shots a game, hitting 50% of them, 56% from three as well. He just, he, if you watch his game, he's got the ability to kind of get to the <clears> rim <throat> fairly easily. He doesn't have like the, you know, he doesn't have like crazy hops, but he does have a pretty good, like, I wouldn't say post, but he's able to back guys down pretty easily. Now, will you be able to do that in the big 10? Probably not as easily as he is in the AEC, but this is a guy who's a very polished offensive basketball player. He's experienced this to be his seventh year of college, um, which is just crazy on the face of it. But he's a mature guy. He's seen a lot. Like you said, he was the, the AEC tournament MVP in 2020, 2021. So I, I really like this pickup uh, or potential pickup. And it sounds like the staff is pretty confident on landing him, right? Yeah, it sounds like um, I, I don't want to say it's it's a lock 100%, but it does sound like they have a pretty good shot. Um, mind you, I'm just looking at some of his uh, better opponents that he's played. He uh, They took on Baylor, I believe it was, in the NCAA tournament um, back in – when the hell was this? Back in 2020, the March 2021, and he ended up dropping 19 on them. Um, five of – no, not five of – seven of 14, two of six from three. 19, 7, 3, and 2. Like, those are some pretty damn good numbers um, against yep. a Baylor team that uh, has been notably pretty well, a pretty good uh, coach team over the past couple seasons. So 
I think that was their only tournament game, I believe. Um, yes. But the fact that he helped lead Hartford, Hartford to the tournament, is a uh, pretty huge. Um, other than that, like I know people are going to be like NEC to, to uh, what do you call it to the Big Ten? Like that's that doesn't work so easily. Like yeah, cool. You average sixteen there. You're not going to do that there or at Rutgers. And it's like, come on, dude. Like Quasi Yaboa did it very easily, mind you. He was the three point yeah. specialist, but. In basketball, it's so much easier to transfer from transfer up and be successful. Yep. Yep. And in football, it's completely different because they're twice the size. They're, they're quicker. They're faster. Um, they're just better coached. I mean, basketball, like you always see these low major. Look at, look at um, who was it? Uh, not Iona. Fairy Dickinson last year. They had a D3 yep. coach, and he took them to the tournament yep. um, with D3 players, mind you. So, like, yeah, it's not the craziest thing in the world. I think this would be a perfect fit. Not perfect, again. Not using the word perfect a little loosely, but I think he'd be a pretty good fit for Rutgers. And it gets you another uh, a scoring guard. So then yeah. you have you have two really good options that can score at point guard and shooting guard compared to kind of what you had last year. It's completely – it's a totally different team this year. So Yeah, and this just goes to show that, you know, you were reporting that they were looking for a starting caliber player <clears throat> in the portal – Mm-hmm. And I don't think everybody was fully uh, on board with that idea or at least believing the uh, the intentions about the transfer portal. And just this goes to show you they're not going after guys they don't think will be massive contributors this year because that's what they need. They need to replace the production of guys like Cam Spencer and Paul Mulcahy because they still believe they're a tournament team. I still believe that they're, they have the ability to make the tournament, especially if you get a guy like Austin Williams who can mm-hmm. add just like a massive injection of offense to this team. Um, yeah. And it even goes further, uh, it goes to show with the other guy that they're looking at as a backup plan that they're, they're looking for a guy that they think can start and score at a high level. Tell us a bit, a little bit about Rutgers backup plan for what you're told if they don't land Austin Williams. So it sounds like they've been reaching out to, I think I'm pronouncing this right. uh, Correct. Jalen Rucker, I believe. Is that, yeah. Okay. Jalen Rucker. He's a guard out of army. Um, normally you don't see many transfers out of like the academy service or service academies. Now, mm. mind you, it's, he averaged 16.6 this year, 17.1 the year before, like he's a hell of a player. Now that's a, that's a dog. That's a great shooter right there. Yep. Um, 45% last season from the field, 30% from three is not great, but 83% free throw. So he, any team could use that personally. Yes. Um, 23, 2023 All-Patriot Tournament Team, All-Patriot League, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Um, Rutgers has reached out. They're very interested in him. It sounds like he's the backup option at the moment. Um, we'll see what happens with uh, Austin Williams first because it sounds like he's already on campus and ready, to, like, almost ready to go. Knock on wood, that gets locked up pretty soon. If it doesn't, then you start reaching out more to Rucker and – you can land Rucker, that'd be huge, but he's a he's a little bit of a smaller guard, and that's where it gets yeah. interesting because he's he's like a legit 5'10, 180. And him and Fernandes would be a small, a super small backcourt, to be honest. He'd be the smallest backcourt in the Big Ten by far. But if you want to run this speedy stuff, I mean go f- quick, it would be be fun to watch, um, at the very least. Um, definitely would be fun to watch. Um, it'd be but like tough you said, he's, on he's defense. listed at 5'10", 180. Yeah, he's that's... probably a little bit smaller. But he yeah. is a guy who is even more of a prolific scorer. Like the last two years, he's averaged mm-hmm. a combined almost 17 points a game. He had 17.1 in 2021, mm-hmm. 2022. This past year, he had 16.6 points a game. There is, uh, you know, he he's... <clears throat> 
he's leaving army because of honor code violations. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, it sounds bad on the face of it, but from what I've heard, it is, they have a lot of rules around curfew and being in people's rooms outside a different cadet's room outside of like the hours, uh, you're allowed to take that, uh, as you know, at face value. Um, it sounds like it, wasn't something like he was uh, doing anything illegal. It just broke the honor code and was going to have to sit out a uh, significant time at army. And so he decided to transfer. Um, I mean, we don't, we really don't hold back here, do we? Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I mean, in the, it sounds like the guy was getting some and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not supposed to be getting some after midnight. Yeah. I, I think for, basically I put that out there to say that it's not anything super serious that he yeah. broke honor code violations for. So, yeah, well, you can't, can't be doing that when you're uh, in the Academy or Apparently BYU. For BYU. Yeah. Especially not BYU. <laughs> Remember they, they sat a guy out in the tournament for yeah. honor code violations. <laughs> I think that was the year Jimmer for was there. The army, I get a little bit. yourself in the foot. And the army, I get a little bit. The BYU thing. I'm like, all right, like, come on. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Whatever. Um, but um, great player. Rucker had a bunch of really huge scoring games last year. He had a 35-point game against Loyola. He had a 32-point game in a win over Boston University in the uh, uh, Patriot League Conference Tournament game. Mm-hmm. Like He just he had 26 points the following game against Colgate in the Conference Tournament. Mm-hmm. Like this guy just, you know, if you look at his game logs, it's just almost entirely packed with double-digit scoring outputs. You know, 29 points here. 35 points here. He scored a lot of points last year. Yeah. So it seems like he, uh, heck of a player, but, um, like I said, kind of a backup option, honestly. So it's a little weird. Yep. And he's a guy who would have two years of eligibility, um, <clears throat> as opposed to Austin Williams has one, Jeremiah Williams has three. Those are all things the staff needs to weigh as well, because you mm-hmm. got to keep that scholarship open for that long. If you're going to, going to take somebody on. Um, yeah, that is true. He, he's a good player though. Yep. Uh, so moving on to some, uh, a recent offeree in the class of 2025, um, you have some Intel on Corsley Edwards jr. Uh, out of Milford and mill in Baltimore, Maryland. Tell us about him. Correct. So he was on campus on Monday and walked away with an offer. Um, nothing too shot. Like I was a little shocked because Rutgers for the most part, usually yes, Pykele gets in early with these guys, usually offers them as one of the first high majors, but he was legitimately the first offer with this one. So I was like, Oh, okay, this is interesting. What, what's the scoop with this kid? And I'm like, course we Edwards can't find anything. Can't, I'm like, wait, Corsley Edwards played for Central Connecticut State. Hold on. One of these guys coached at Central Connecticut State. I'm doing my research real quick. I'm like, oh, duh, it was Steve. Steve, <laughs> but not. Well, yeah, it was Steve twice. Steve Peichel and Steve Hain. So um, they both coached at Central Connecticut State. They coached Corsley Edwards. He spent four years there. And the more research I'm doing, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, why? He has a Wikipedia page? Damn. Like, second round draft pick? Damn. Like, how good was he? And I'm looking at his numbers. He led the team like all three years. Steve was there as an assistant. Um, both Steve's. So he was, he was a great player for central Connecticut state, led them to the highest of high points for that program. I don't think they've ever been that good, um, since at least. Um, so yeah, they got him to, uh, his son came to campus on Monday. Uh, obviously there's connections between the staff and walked away with an offer. Um, solid player. I've only seen a couple clips. I haven't seen a full tape yet because it's, it's hard to, fine tape whenever we, and it's the same exact name as his dad. So it's uh, just showing up his dad all the time. But mm-hmm. um, 
I asked him and I was like, this is where it's like kind of crazy. He's like, it's like, oh, did you ever, you ever meet Steve Peichel and Hain before? And he goes, I was a baby technically. And at the NEC hall of fame, when my dad was being inducted and I was like, geez, like still my age a little bit. Like, damn, you were a baby. Mm-hmm. And now I'm talking to you. Like, um, but yeah, so he, he technically did meet them before, but they were all telling college stories and stuff like that. So, um, dad's a former NBA player. So this, this could be a sneaky good get for Rutgers to get in early with. So we'll see what happens with his recruitment down the line, but I know Rutgers is in a very good spot with Hayne and a uh, Pike and crew on staff. Yeah. Just to add a little bit more color is dad, like <clears throat> central Connecticut state, not a huge powerhouse. They made two NCAA tournaments while he was leading that team there. He got drafted in the second round by the Kings. He had his cup of coffee in the NBA. And then he went on to be an assistant coach with the Denver Nuggets and then he was an assistant with the Greensboro Swarm, which are a G League affiliate of the Hornets. So this is a guy who's been, you know, he played throughout the entire world playing basketball. His dad played in the NBA, coached in the NBA, coached at the G League. So he's going to be a guy who has more knowledge than 99% of parents that are getting having their, their son or daughter recruited. So uh, mm-hmm. I think he'll probably bond pretty well with the staff, having, especially having the connection previously as well. Yeah, I don't know what it is with um, Central Connecticut and uh, or I shouldn't say Con- Connecticut guys and the Greensboro Hornets, but like Daniel Marshall literally went to the Greensboro Hornets mm. coaching staff right after he left. So it was just weird little connection there. Yeah. Um, so we've run through the gamut of basketball stuff. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we sign off? Oops. Oh, nah. oh, 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 oh. We're missing we got to do our drawing. We got to oh. do our. our yeah, we got to our... do that. Uh, um, I have that open. You got the wheel? You, you want to pop the up wheel. the wheel on this, uh, this bad boy? I will pop up the wheel. So what we did was we took all – we went through each YouTube video uh, left, and left took left all the – What's at my other house? Yeah. I, left my mom, I, left the, I left the jerseys at my mom's house because I got it okay. shipped there. But, yeah, but you guys don't – Talk about the, uh, the, the prizes jersey. again. Um, I have a Ron Harper Jr. jersey. Uh, I believe it's the black jersey with – it's an older one. So it's a black jersey, not with the night logo. It says Rutgers right across the front in the red. Um, mind you, these are all XLs just because that's like the generic size. Um, but uh, I also have a Cliff Amori jersey, which it's the white with the night script. Um, and I think it was a year of the night report, I believe. Yep. So one, two, three. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All right, so I have the wheel open here. I'm going to pop over. I'm going to share my screen. So the order is going to be the first the first person to um, get pulled up will get first choice. Second person to get pulled up will get second choice. Third person to pu- get pulled up will get third choice. I'll make you Just a deal, actually, because I'm not 100% sure what the Ron Harper jersey is. So whoever wins first prize, you're just going to go to um, shop.scarletknights.com slash basketball. The first one's an, it's an Adidas Swingman, and you get to pick the player. Just pick the player, and or if you want to put your name on it, you can put your name on it. Um, so, make it easier for you. I just want to show here. So the 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 name on the left <clears throat> is the YouTube comment name, and if you put your uh, if you put your name your your rival's name in your comment, that's why there's people who have uh, names in parentheses. I also went through the reviews for the podcast, and so anybody who did that. Also, it was entered here. I just want to kind of scroll through to show that we have all the names that we're not screwing over anybody, leaving anybody out. 
Nowaski is not winning. No offense, Chris. Yeah, Chris, Chris uh, entered like, and you only got one entry. If you commented multiple times, we did not give you multiple entries here. So we're going to spin the wheel. So first person here will get first choice. Let's go. It's kind of cool. So the first winner is Greg Soroka, fifteen hundred. Greg Soroka, fifteen hundred, and that is your YouTube screen name. So Greg Soroka, fifteen hundred. You have a week <clears throat> to get get to us. Contact us. Uh, you can email Richie at are you Richie, or sorry, are yeah are you no, Richie yeah, at right. gmail yeah. com um, to to claim your prize. If we don't hear from you in a week, we're gonna run this again. So the people, the person will get bumped up. So second place will not get first place. Blah blah blah. Mm, yeah. Um, so Greg Soroka, fifteen hundred. Congratulations, you won first prize. And here we're going to go for second prize. Tony C nine four six one. That is your YouTube screen name. Congratulations, you have won second prize. Tony C nine four six one. So again, uh, if you're listening to this, Tony C, hit up email, hit, shoot Richie an email. Uh, <laughs> are you Richie at gmail.com? Jesus. Uh, so you won second prize, third prize. Nowaski, 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 Nowaski. <laughs> Ooh. N. Kelly 28, and that's Knights 2028 on, on uh, Rivals. Uh, N. Kelly 28 on YouTube. And Kelly 28 slash Knights 2028, you are the third prize winner. Reach out to Richie and he will set you up with your your subscription. Um, but I think that's it. That's all three. And if if again, if any uh, if any of these people don't work out, we will rerun the drawing next week. But you guys have one week from today. Today is Wednesday the 29th. So if you if we don't hear from you by July 20 July the 5th, we're gonna rerun this. So uh that is the prize drawings. Thanks for everybody who entered. Uh, thanks to Richie for putting these prizes up. Um, I'm going to stop my share now. Now now that we've gotten that out of the way, is there anything <laughs> else that you want to talk about before we sign off? Um, yes. So I'm going to pop up something super – well, no, a couple of things. Number one, um, Corey Duff decides later tonight. Uh, it sounds like it's all Rutgers all the way. Um, we, we obviously future casted him last week. I will not be going to Long Island. Got him on. <laughs> I got stuff ready to go. Um, yeah, no, dude, I can't do a five-hour trip. Like, I just, I can't do it in the car. I'd, I'd rather fly at that point, and I'm not flying to Long Island. Um, yep. I don't even know if they have an airport, to be honest with you. I, I think I've been to Long Island twice in my life, and I, I don't. I'm good. Just put it. Like you don't that. want to make trip number three? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good right now. Um, so Corey Duff will decide later tonight. sounds like it's all Rutgers all the way. <clears throat> Number two, I think I hacked the apparel deal. I think I know it. I think I know okay, it's Adidas and I think I know for a fact of why it's Adidas. So recently I said, I won't say about a month ago, maybe, maybe less. Um, I said, Hey, like they have to order new jerseys in order for them. Like they have to put an order in, in order to get like everything in time for the season. Otherwise it won't be here for the season, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Yada, yada, yada. Look at what I noticed yesterday. Um, how do I pop my screen up? How'd you do that? Uh, just to share screen yeah. window. No, Chrome tab. Oh, sure. We'll go with this one. Notice anything different here about the new jerseys? 
I noticed something different. When you look at the Adidas logo, it's a little bit different, right? Oh, it doesn't have the, the, the brand name written under it. Yeah, and it's not like outlined and all that. So now, mind you, uh, if I if I do this, hold on, I might have to, I don't know what's going to happen here. What if I do this? Share this tab. Stop the share. Oh, oh yeah. Go. Look at that. Like, that's from last year. That's last year's jersey. And this is this year's jersey, which is a little, little bit different. Therefore, they ordered new jerseys because they already know who the apparel deals with. Therefore, it's Adidas. And also, this, this looks so much cleaner when it doesn't say Adidas. It just has a yep. logo. This is just a better look overall. I don't notice anything else different about the jersey, but Fama Toure is ripped. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. And he's um, the incoming freshman receiver. Yeah, mind you. Uh, how, do I, uh, how do I zoom out? Look, this dude is fucking bigger than his brother almost. <laughs> Yeah, and he was his brother was arguably the biggest guy on the team, muscle wise. So, so yeah, mind huge. you, I I figured out the apparel jersey. It's probably going to be Adidas. Um, sorry for all you Nike fans that are a little upset. I know talking to some within the athletics department, they're also a little upset. Some are happy, some are not. It's all based on preference. At the end of the day, it's uh, if they're going to give them tier one status, it sounds like. So like, how do you say no to that? I don't think yeah, Nike was yeah. going to do that at all. And uh, maybe no. it's only a couple hundred thousand more. But the tier one status makes the difference, in my opinion. You're going to get so many things, and you're going to be the premier Adidas program in the Northeast. Like, you know how like Nike and Oregon out there, and then Under Armour and Maryland. Obviously, they're like tanking bad, but um, yep. yeah. So that's going to be like this could be like Adidas's flagship program in the Northeast. So that could be huge for them, and it wouldn't shock me if they just keep staying with Adidas down the line too. I know it sounds like a two-year re-up. I know everyone keeps asking about it. Uh, it sounds like the same exact thing. Two-year re-up. Sell the football program improving. Sell the year five of Greg Schiano, I think it would be. Because this is year four, right? This is year four, yeah. Yeah, so then you'll sell year four as like a building year again. So maybe or maybe you get a bowl game. You get a bowl game and you're, you're talking more money. Um, and then year five with Shiano and then year one with East Bailey and potentially Dylan Harper. And it's like, Oh shit. Like Adidas is going to be on that main stage. Um, I'm intrigued to see what they do. Jersey wise. Let's, let's get a, Let's get a little fancier now. I know yeah. I love the old schools, the throwbacks. Let's get a little nuts. Let's go crazy here. See what happens. But, uh, yeah, Adidas. Yeah. I thought the jerseys were great last year and the year before. Like <laughs> I love the Black History Month jersey, all the different throwback jerseys for Rutgers they did a great job with. And obviously you're just recreating what was already there. Yeah. But uh, it would be nice to see some some off the wall shit. But kids love that. And for basketball it's nice because you got what, thirty some games a year. <clears throat> whatever you have like the NBA does this too with the, the city jerseys and like the mm-hmm. you know, the crazy designs, like having like a couple games with like really off the wall jerseys, even though they kind of look weird, like the kids love that. So yeah. See now I, I'm going to share my screen real quick one more time, just cause I loved this Jersey. I thought it was awesome, but they, I don't feel like they haven't brought it back in a while. Like bring this yeah, one back. That was cool. I think I that was that the was... black history month from two years ago. Is that what it, three oh, years you're ago? Right. The Harlem yeah. Renaissance. That was a cool one. Yep. And then I, I actually really like this one too. I thought the, the floral yeah, design was, was really neat. great. Like, yep. Great. They don't incorporate gray enough. Like throw it in yep. there. I know it's not one of the main three colors, but get a little nuts. Go do, do something <laughs> insane. I, I don't know. Yeah. Make it different. So yeah, we'll see. And I, I, I expect another cool jersey like that this year. Maybe two. Yeah, um, that'd be nice. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining the contest. If you have, uh, we'll definitely run one again at some point. Like we said, we want to set another benchmark for where we want to get the channel to. Yeah, let's, uh, get a, let's get a sponsor. Let's get a sponsor, and then let's get yeah. that sponsor to run a contest. And then you'll be talked about quite a bit. There's a, there's a, yep. lot, of, uh, a lot of people watching this, apparently. I found out um, from this past Saturday at the football camp when <laughs> I was talking to everybody, and I'm like, holy shit, Like you guys all watch. Damn. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, Half the people you spoke to there were talking about the pod, which was awesome. From yeah, way. love that. So, um, all right, guys. Well, this has been another edition of the Night Report podcast. Stay tuned because we might have a second one coming out today. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> need to see how the news goes later, but we're feeling pretty good about it. But for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the Night Report podcast. <laughs>